not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Get along. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. I'm going to take that as an enthusiastic guess, and we have already begun, young lady. Um, what's up, everybody? Hello, Brain Trust. Hope you all are doing well in your neck of the woods. Uh, the woods are crazy. The woods are growing thick. The woods are getting scary at times, but at the same time, it's woods. You know, some there's leaves in there, and it's good to... Uh, be able to eat, you can eat the leaves. Maybe this is not this is the best revivalist analogy. Uh, not. You could build a fort. You could with leaves, a leaf fort. Yeah, you you put the sticks down first, and then the <laughs> leaves on top to kind of enforce the 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 sticks. Gilligan's Island style. Yeah, like fill in those gaps. Yeah, the yes. leaves of the glue really, or or is there another substance in the woods that could be the glue? I mean, if it rains, the rain could be the glue. That's true. Kind of get like but, like wet the sticks, uh, wet the leaves, hope they stick together a little right, bit. Right, exactly. That's cool. So the rain, the very thing that the leaves are meant to keep out, end up being the thing that keeps it out. Right. It's beautiful, so, really. It's beautiful. It's a circle of light. It is. Circle of There has not been random singing on this podcast in too long, <laughs> so I'm glad it's back because <clears throat> that's sort of the message that I have in my head. You know, I haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks because honestly, I've been a busy. I'm sorry for that eternal excuse, but that's never why I don't do it unless it's like in the middle of the world's craziest week. For me, it's, I don't always, like, have something I want to say that moment. And I don't want to waste your time, like I said earlier in the car. But you made a good point. By the way, my guest, who you've now heard sing lovelyly to you. Um, Thank as you, you so much. You're welcome. As you heard a few weeks ago, um, have this podcast surprise on her, is my lovely girlfriend, Jacqueline Yunez. And, um, and so that's that's what I need, I need to fill you in on that, guys. Unless you didn't memorize your voice last time. Thank you, guys. I'm in the flesh. Or in the voice. In the voice. In the eardrums. In the eardrums. Coming to you live. Do you know that's why the Thunder Round is called the Thunder Round? Really? Because you can't hear lightning. And it's a podcast. Oh. So it can't be the lightning round. Right. You can't hear it. You can hear thunder. You can hear thunder. No, it's like thunder, lightning, thunder. Na, 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 what song is that? Is that a different thunder song? Thunderstruck. 
I don't know that one. What? It's ACDC. Come on. I know. And and the thunder rolls by Garth Brooks. And the thunder rolls. And the lightning strikes. Another love grows cold. On the sleeper this night. And the sun goes on out of control. Deep in her heart. And thunder rolls. I think it was about an old lady at a restaurant that made love to a young customer. Sounds about accurate. I think he had like two or three. Thunder 2018. Country Thunder 2018. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Double Jeopardy. If you've been following <laughs> my Instagram story, you'd be in on some of these jokes, you guys. So get on that. I mean, why are you not doing that? Maybe because I haven't plugged it properly enough and it's my fault. But some of the most out-of-the-box, weird, fun, enjoyable for me to create stuff I've done in my complete silly outlet i apologize for letting the thunder round slip it has become my instagram story as my very patient girlfriend will attest i put a lot of time into it practically he, every day he puts so much time sometimes even more time that is allowed and allotted in an average day um he will like go back into a specific time or a once in a lifetime opportunity he'll go back into it and relive it for his instagram story that is how much he is committed to those and how much he just loves his audience so much that he wants to provide so much great work for it that's very sweet of you to say yeah i just look i've dedicated my life to entertaining my fans i want to entertain whoever wants to listen this world needs entertainment we are living in crazy times i've always loved laughter as my purpose in life as my goal in life and like times have gotten more serious and so i've also taken on my shoulders a lot of the seriousness of the world and trying to help us make a little bit of sense of that because i feel like it's just my duty if i can to do it to try to help people get through some what sometimes seem like very dark circumstances and the best way through darkness is is with light right you need a flashlight it's like one of your first main items maybe beef jerky a flashlight oh, necessary it's big time um good pair of jeans good pair of jeans shoes that you don't mind getting a little dirty mm-hmm. fried chicken fried chicken that's an idea i mean yeah you're gonna put like some kind of a ziploc bag on it i was just thinking you know in a big old kfc bucket or oh in my mind i was going like this is an emergency exit so you're holding a oh, 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 oh. granted i don't okay. remember exactly okay. the scenario that i painted up top because okay. i lost my own train of thought so yours might have been a perfect suggestion about a cafe kfc chicken but i just started thinking backpack i got a flashlight i was thinking a spare pair of shoes maybe if you go dancing suddenly or to got a formal it. event uh-huh. but chicken I'd l- i like the fried chicken idea actually very much you got a lot of food groups in it i just right. think i do one of those jumbo ziploc bags you put like 12 chicken legs in there right no that's that's great hopefully you have one of those like four gallon freezer bags mm-hmm. in your in your cabinetry that you could put your fried chicken in there cabinetry is a very fancy word for cabinet i like that thank you you're welcome you're very welcome um so we just went to the dodger game tonight i'm going since i was a young boy of two years old so much fun so much fun even though you were rooting for the cubs and the Cubs weren't even playing. Okay, I wasn't rooting for the Cubs. I was wearing a Cubs jersey, which <laughs> is okay to wear to a baseball game. Wear one of the only baseball jerseys you have, you know? 
And it's not like they were playing the Cubs. I was still rooting for the Jobbers. They were playing the Pirates. They're called the Dodgers, not the Jobbers. I said (laughs) Dodgers. Play it back. Rewind 10 second button, Brain Trust, and see if she said Jobbers. I'm pretty sure she said Jobbers. Okay, even if I said Jobbers, you know what the fuck I meant. I did. I did know what you mean. Thank you so much. And at least I wasn't rooting for the Pirates who are in the Cubs division. Right. Why would I ever root for them? So I was rooting for the Dodgers, Fair. wearing a Cubs jersey, just representing my hometown, representing my home team. And it was still blue. It's still blue. It was the only Dodger, quote unquote, blue I had. And um, and surprisingly, to my chagrin, really, we didn't get any negative comments about the jersey. Maybe one. We got one or two. Not even. No, one or two. But there was like 12 people that loved it. People sitting behind us were like, Love that jersey. We're huge Cubs fans. And then we go in the shop. I wanted to buy your first Dodger hat. And the guys at the register, the other guy that was, help, that was helping us, who was kind of pissed about your jersey, said to... Oh, the, so pissed. He, he said to the guy, and you guys were like talking shit back and forth. It was great. Oh, yeah. What, was, who said to what? To what? He was just like, oh... Like, you can't have that beer in here. It like, must be outside. And and same goes for that Cubs jersey. And I'm just like, what? What the fuck? Are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then you... No, what was your good joke back? You had a good joke back. I remember your second joke Oh, back. there What's was like... There's there a lot of back and forth. Well, at one point he, he was, goes like... Yeah, go ahead. Um, He was... Oh, I can't remember. You had to exactly be there, you guys. Had to be there. I've never said that on the podcast before. But I've never had such great comebacks before. You were on fire. For, I, I remember the last one was great, though. He said something like, or you said, oh, I remember exactly the exchange now. Okay. So you said, um, in Chicago, we're allowed to have the beer in here. And he said, <laughs> that's because we take care of our merchandise. And you go, yeah, because you're not selling any of it. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You like had him. He had no yes, response. Yes, he had nothing. He had nothing. That was I was really proud of that moment. <laughs> and then the guy at the register, uh, apparently, was a Cubs fan too, working for the Dodgers. So it was humbling in many ways. But the Dodgers won. They did win in extra innings. Towards uh, the very end of the game, Gene Wigman, one of my favorite people, who is responsible for my life at GSN and has given me so much love in the years of doing Idiot Test, Gene Wigman um, invited us to her suite, to the Warner Brothers suite, actually. She was hanging out at with her son, and it was really fun. And we all of a sudden got to eat. You had to, got to eat nachos. So great. I was thinking about getting those those nachos in a helmet. Yeah, you, you got know, excited when you saw helmets. that. You literally out loud saw that come by after you ordered just the Dodger dog and were more moderate. And somebody walked by with the helmet and nachos. You actually went... Uh, nachos in a helmet. <laughs> like you loved the thing in the helmet. FOMO in the helmet is so <laughs> much better because you walk away with a souvenir. No, you don't. It's a, filled with cheese and sour cream. Two you of the take worst it things. Home you, and you wash no, it. You know that's not Put my favorite. Put it in your dishwasher. You know that's not my favorite. Is washing grime out of things. It freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, that's why you only rinse them with water and then put them back in the cabinets. Baby, I mean, of all souvenirs. Especially one meant to be worn on the head. You should never have that mixed with cheese and sour cream being served to you. Those are different worlds. I don't know. Sour cream is supposed to be very nourishing for your hair. <laughs> and cheese is, is that really like true? A, a very, yeah, natural byproduct. Sour cream, mayonnaise, and um, uh, coconut oil. They're super good for your hair. 
Anyone like, listening who wants some some good beauty tips. I like that. You yeah. said coconut oil, sour yeah, cream. Sour cream and mayonnaise, which and I know mayonnaise. you hate. I hate mayonnaise. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine the smell of that in my hair. But I Can't swish imagine. coconut oil every night as well as sesame oil now in my mouth doing the ancient practice of oil pulling. And I love it. And your hair's been feels... glowing. My what? Your hair's been glowing. My hair has been glowing. Yeah, I don't know. If, does the oil pulling affect? Are you okay? You have, you have a cut there. I do have a cut there. You all right? I'm fine. Um, okay, good. Um, but I'm yeah, not, go ahead. No, I think I think that the oil pulling has been very beneficial for your hair and skin. Yeah, I'm, I am. I, I do have a new sheen about me. You do? I'm kidding. Yeah, I have a Charlie sheen about me. You have a char- winning. Well, that's probably at this point a terrible reference. God um, bless probably, him, absolutely. You got cuts on on you know the cocaine and. <laughs> And yeah. the HIV. The HIV. <laughs> cut down on the HIV, please. Mostly. I, I, I got to cut down on both. But at least the, the HIV the part HIV. of it. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think we made that not offensive, even though it was a an offensive run of jokes. I feel like people understand nothing was mean-spirited there. We wish Charlie the best. Absolutely. We're just stating facts. Stating the facts. The guy had a drug issue and got himself a very bad disease, and we wish him to heal. Right. I'm I not. like him. He's very funny. He seems very talented. Absolutely. Never met the man. When He's he went very, on his nice. on his Tiger Blood meltdown, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in the media. It was like I was obsessed with it. I started tweeting like him, talking like him. I couldn't sleep. I just thought it was so cool how he was like crushing these interviews wherever he would go. He was like so on point and funny and out of the box and different that I'd never seen anybody be interviewed. It was captivating. Did you see that whole meltdown? I don't think I ever did, to be honest. Oh, babe, you gotta, you gotta Google it. Maybe I will. Oh man, this um, was like what right after the the whole HIV thing. What happened? What happened no, with the no, meltdown? No, no, years before. Years before. But apparently, he already knew that he had HIV at that time. Is what he said. This is when he had a drug problem. The microphone's right in this bottom left corner, oh, so it just shouldn't be in the shirt. The I'm only. so sorry. It's okay. I passed it off to you without your training. <laughs> without training you so it's my fault really very true but um what was i gonna say anyway he was just like like if i remember i'm trying to end this episode of the podcast with just one of charlie sheen's rants maybe his classic tiger blood rant but he was just Lay great on me it'll be at the end of the podcast oh, okay because i don't this really know by heart okay then oh no we're not done yet we're almost done but i just need to tie this into world affairs in a little bit and we just came up with the segue to do so um which is, and by the way, I know I keep saying it. I'm not trying to say it and not mean it. I just haven't had the time to prepare the podcast. So I do not formally, oh, I do have to pay off the Twitter answer. So I'll do that right now. And um, Thunder Round, I promise you, Chris Carter at UK Brain Trust, the British wing of this podcast. I'm very sorry. I still haven't done it. I don't want to just read headlines of it and then not know the stories. So please, all of you, follow at UK Brain Trust and read all of the weird, wonderful, strange, interesting, funny stories that Chris puts with hilarious captions. I should at least make sure I can see your feed more often, uh, Chris, so I can retweet them better. Like if I don't know, maybe whenever there's good ones, I should just check it on the feed, or, or you can just feel free to WhatsApp me or something. But anyway, the point is... Um, Y'all should follow at UK Brain Trust. And Chris is awesome. 
and very funny. But anyway, so I'm going to do Twitter answers in, in a second. I'm going to tie in in one second how this whole thing, well, I'll end with Twitter answers, okay? Because we just talked about Charlie Sheen, which ties perfectly into the Kardashians, right? What I was saying earlier, <laughs> when you asked me what it brings me, it starts with a P and it rhymes with a D and it brings me to darts. I think I just combined Music Man with a George Carlin bit there. But the point is, I'm so sorry. It's all comedy. I don't know. It all, I guess it all ties together. True. Music Man, yes, yeah, it's musical comedy, right? Yeah, totally. You just mean the cutest face with your lower lip. <laughs> Visual response that no one at home under, could hear, but if they saw it, they would understand a little piece of what's amazing about you. No. You're so sweet. You're the best. Thanks, baby. For sure. Um, but anyway, um, I miss being obsessed with pop culture was the point. When I wasn't sure what to record earlier, you said to me, well, just what's on your mind, baby? And that instantly my thought was, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm finally feeling like in a very nice, happy state of mind. And as, as hippie-ish as this sounds, it's been great for us. We've been like meditating and like trying to just like really enjoy the like, like a Zen approach to life. Yeah. I've been vegan now for crying out loud for two months. Shit. No sugar for seven for nine weeks as well. Just recently added back um sugar, natural sugar and and fruits. And that's nice, but I don't even honestly miss it that much. It hasn't even been that great going back to it. Like I know. I mean it's a it's it's a I don't think it's a taste people miss, especially after you've, you know, brushed your teeth and, you know, it. I feel like added sugar is definitely where the crack is. That's like. True. That's what you have to detox from. Right. Right. Fruit sugar, it's just, you know, okay. Even though I love fruit. But fruit is pretty amazingly tasty in life, but. I don't know. We also just had stadium fruit, which isn't necessarily the world's best. Exactly. Yeah, I was tasting. I was just like, this isn't. You I was know. dipping in a lot of chili powder, which was delicious. It's um, you never heard of dipping fruit in chili. I've never heard of it. It was so good. He w- he asked for a side of chili powder to dip <laughs> his fruit cup in. Yeah, and she looked at us like. And not like we were crazy, because I guess no, she had it there. She, she had, had it pretty quick by the bar. Yeah, I mean, you know, for micheladas. Micheladas, like see. Oh, it was so damn good. Because it reminded me of the Mexican fruit stands all over L.A. Where for like $5, they'll give you the world's most fresh, amazing, cut up, huge bag with watermelon and mango and pineapple and cucumber and lime squeezed all over it and chili powder if you want. And it is the fucking bomb. We it talked about okay. it. Well, that wasn't the best example, but that was just a <laughs> bastardized stadium version of it. True. Even though Dodger Stadium does a pretty good job with the concessions. They do a very good job. Thank you, Dodger Stadium. Thank you, Dodger Stadium. But I'm just saying, it's not like, it's not the place you're going for your fruit. It's not right. a farmer's market. Yeah. I had a Brooklyn Dodger dog and it was thebomb.com. <laughs> um, but I don't remember why we tangent on the fruit thing, to be perfectly honest. Why I tend to do Oh, yes, diet, right. Vegan, Being healthy in the approach to life. Thank you. Yeah, meditation. Yes. So that's where I've been. What's in my mind is like, as much as I used to in the early days of this podcast, rail on the Kardashians all the time, 
In fact, I sort of miss having to keep up with them. It's so much better than having to keep up with the Russians. The Kardashians, same last syllable in both. And what a simpler time. It's not like you know the world has gone to shit. When you miss the Kardashians and all of their shit, because we have to deal with some other baby's shit. Yeah, it's like we've all become some other baby's shit, right? And that baby is the president. The baby now. is the president. It's so Donald funny. Trump is shit in the flesh. It's shit in the flesh. That's a great quote. Um, I mean, he really just seems to like love to like do the worst decision at all times, at all moments possible, just to fuck with people. It's so weird. It's like, where's the least human position? Let's just do that, huh? And then I'll go golfing to say an extra fuck you to everybody, like. Does he have any compassion? Does he like actually want to be president? It seems not. Zero. Um, but yeah, to go back to a time where we all didn't have to be like our own FBI investigators. I feel like we all are like trying to keep track of Russian connections and collusion and influencing our our government. It's like, are we all James Bond now? Are yeah. we all a congressional committee? It's so weird. The intrigue we've had to like keep up with to try to maintain some semblance of our nation yeah and, our and it's even hard to keep up. it's hard to to keep up with all of that because like you know one day it's just like okay we're kind of like cool with russia kind of not right and then the next is just like well <laughs> what the what the fuck did you just do you just told russia that we are not allies like how how i don't know it's just it's so hard to keep up with it and for, uh, for some reason, I feel like... And we're never an officially allies with them, but we definitely have friendly relationships at certain times. And it's also even that is just, like, so funny. It's like, Trump does make that point pretty well. Like, everybody criticizes any interaction with the Russians on his part, but, like, Hillary did give the Russians a reset button and did this cute photo. You know what I mean? It's not like we've never had friendliness between us in recent years. Right. And we do coordinate on certain things. We both sit on the... Is Russia on the UN Security Council? I can't believe I'm not remembering that they, if they are or not right now. I'm pretty certain that, well, they have veto power, I believe. I don't believe they sit on it, but they have veto power. Let me just look that up because I can't believe that I don't clearly remember that. It's very late. I'm very tired. And there might have been a little bit of, you know, non-sobriety earlier that's maybe it's still lingering in my brain. The six principal organs. Uh, is who on it? Wikipedia, just tell me who on it. I was like, no, just remember, it's it's America, it's Great Britain, it's France, it's Germany. It is China, I'm guessing. No, I'm not guessing. China's definitely mm -hmm. on it. Um, and that might be it. Yeah, don't ask me. I have zero idea. So let's see here. Who is in it? Oh, 15 members. That makes more sense. I already named so many. Soviet Union, Soviet our position. Okay. Yeah. United Kingdom, France, Republic of China, United States. Are the body's five permanent members? Oh, good. So I got Four. them all. Permanent no, members. No, Germany's not on there. I don't know why I said Germany. They don't deserve a spot on there. You guys haven't earned it back yet. <laughs> um, and you kill six million of my relatives. You don't get on the spot for a while. Sorry, guys. R.I.P. Thank you. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. Um, I mean, it wasn't related to all of them, but like at least religiously related. Totally. A security council consists of 50 members, the great powers that were the victors of World War II, the Soviet Union, represented by Russia, the United Kingdom, France, Republic of China, now the People's Republic of China, and the United States are the five 
permanent members. These members can veto any substantive Security Council resolution, including those on the admission of new member states or candidates for Secretary General. The Security Council also has 10 non-permanent members elected on a regional basis to serve two-year terms. The body's presidency rotates monthly among its members. Also worth noting, just quickly, Security Council resolutions are typically enforced by UN peacekeepers, military forces voluntarily provided by member states, and funded independently of the main UN budget. As of 2016, 103,000 peacekeeping soldiers and 16,000 civilians are deployed on 16 peacekeeping operations and one special political mission. It's cool to have a 100,000 person force of the world can mobilize. It's not a lot when I believe there's a million people in the Chinese army. Isn't that crazy? At least. A million. Would you hold the podcast while I take a sip of water, baby? Of course. Thank you. Um, Mike is right there. This one? Yep. Okay, cool. So I didn't mean to black you guys out that first time around when I held it. Um, you guys are probably listening to the threading in my T-shirt, which is really exciting stuff. <laughs> what does threading sound like, baby? You know, it's a little bit like... <laughs> it's like a very good impression isn't it of threading it's exactly like i could hear it very distinctively very great hearing um <laughs> <laughs> to make up for my my blindness you know you make up it for it in other senses do people know about your blindness um i don't do, think they do do. You, do, you, do you talk about it publicly um not exactly actually i think this is the i think this is the first time that i'm making it public very interesting. Um, um, my girlfriend, Jacqueline, is 100% blind. And she's never been able to see. Ever. Um, and she she has an idea of what the world might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true. But that's half true. It is. Well. Um, a little bit half that's true. Half true. Um, she's blind in one eye. I'm blind in one eye. Maybe about like 85% blind. Um, not 100%. It's not as bad as, you know. I maybe make it out to be, but it is pretty bad. I can't really see um, one of my eyes is my dominant eye and the other one is kind of just taking up space on my face. So. Oh, that's sweet. No, I mean, it's true. You you can't see, like, you can see colors from what I understand, right? And, like, yeah, vague shapes. I get, I get a vague idea of what's going on in the room, but I can't make out, you know... You know, people hold up fingers. I can never know exactly. That's pretty blind. His fingers are pretty big. Right. Unless they're, they're pretty big. Unless and they're Trump's right in front of my face. If they're Trump's fingers, it would be hard for anybody yeah. to no, see. No, Trump would, would tell me to close one eye, and then he'll come around and, like, <laughs> taunt me with some fingers, being like, you can't see, I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> and probably put several, several fingers where he should not. He's just, he's, <sighs> he, he takes, he's a very entitled man. I almost feel like I was raped by President Trump just now. I just feel like, like we all were feel that way. Yeah. Like mentally. Like he he's just like so intense. He's like, can you just chill out? Would be nice. That's the message of this whole podcast. It's like I feel like our only option, like I've distanced myself a little bit lately from some of the more intense details of the news, which is another reason why I'm not podcasting until I know specifically what I want to say because I never do if I don't know what I want to say. I just generally have something to say. And 
I, I don't know. I just need a break. Um, I definitely watch way less cable news now than I did. Um, but, you know, we each have to now become our own, like, head of the FBI, which is a role that's needed because Trump randomly fired James Comey today. Did you hear that, baby? No. He fired what? James Comey, the head of the FBI, supposedly delivered a letter to Comey's office, but it already came out that Comey said he learned about it when he saw it, heard it in the background on the news and somebody in his office's TV that he was removed suddenly as head of the FBI. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Craziest thing in the world happened just a couple of hours ago as I was, like, driving to pick you up for the, for the Dodger game. So insane. Yeah. And it's yeah. very intense. And I've tweeted about it. What? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look up this No, I think we you look it up in a few minutes because I'll, I'll share the main details. Oh, okay. And it's it's takes so long oh, to wonderful. I'll, I'll share with you. I know you're you're thirsty for it, but basically <laughs> just asked him to leave. And as I tweeted, he also just like his administration is so corrupt and so shady that they all just passed the buck. He said, due to the recommendation of my attorney general, Jeff Sessions, I'm accepting or I'm accepting his recommendation that I relieve you of your duties. Jeff Sessions letter to the president said, based on the recommendation of my uh, of my deputy attorney general. I agree that you sh- that he should leave because he also had to recuse himself. Jeff Sessions from the from the whole Russia thing, mm-hmm. so he's shady. And they're and Comey's investigating Trump wow. and Sessions. They're investigating their whole campaign. So the guys that are being investigated by Comey just fired him, and so the letter from the Deputy Attorney General, whose name I don't know, because I mean he's just the deputy. I don't need to know. He's like the deputy dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, you got it. So yeah, um, he wrote in his letter, based mostly just on how he handled the Hillary Clinton investigation, because he announced publicly what he shouldn't have announced publicly. It's not his role supposedly to do that. The, the Justice Department and the and the Attorney General at the time, who was Loretta Lynch. Supposed to handle announcements publicly about stuff like that. FBI is just supposed to investigate, supposedly, and only say whether or not they've, they can say if they've concluded their investigation, but it's not up to them to share the findings, supposedly, is what the deputy wrote. But he felt it was a different situation because he felt as though he had the leeway because Loretta Lynch recused herself from Hillary Clinton's investigations. Because if you remember, she went on Bill Clinton's plane or Bill Clinton came on her plane, rather, when they were on the tarmac. Had this, like, hour-and-a-half conversation when she was investigating Hillary, which is also shady, of course. Of course. That's true. So they're saying that because James Comey announced publicly the finding that they he finds is ridiculous that most Americans agree, or that he finds it ridiculous based on the crimes that she did, that she wasn't prosecutable, that he was slanted against he was slanted for Hillary, they claim, in this letter, basically. And he's not then an impartial head of the FBI anymore. And a lot of people are saying this is going to be like Nixon's, like Nixon's, like Trump's Watergate. Because he's just so transparently, like, trying to save his own ass and just be vindictive. And, like, he's the least... I'll say this, Donald Trump... Is, Probably in all of America is the least presidential person we have. 
A hundred percent. Kim Kardashian, way more presidential. Yeah. She's respectable. She's nice. She's got good family values. Right. She tries to inspire people. She works hard. She creates her own brands. Many of them, many businesses. Doesn't just slap her name on shit. She does some of that. but A teeny bit. A teeny I don't think she bit. does so much anymore. No, totally. You know? She's a mother now. She's got true responsibilities. I think she actually knows what it's like to be responsible over another human being yeah. and other human beings right. as a whole. Which Trump, Trump doesn't give a fuck about. Zero Kim, fucks. Kim found her true Northwest. Oh! Oh, yeah, you liked it. You liked that joke. You liked it. You didn't want to be like that joke anyway. Because you liked that joke anyway. Yeah, because you liked that joke anyway. Killing it. Um, so the point is, um, we need to chill out starting at the top. Um, and that's my overall message is that, um, enjoy your life a bit more. I'm going to try to make the podcast lighter and I'll address the most important things as they come. I also have a show I'm developing by the way that I hope in addition, of course, to do, hopefully doing idiot test for the next million years, which is every Thursday at 10 and 10.30 on GSN, still airing new episodes. Right now, we're just in the middle only of season four, our best season yet, hands down. Please watch it. You really should. I'm very proud of this season. Um, my Showtime special still airing every week or so on Showtime, Neurotic Gangster. Please watch that. Get a free Showtime trial. Tell your friends. And please write to Showtime or tweet at Showtime. Say, please give us another special from Glebe or tweet at Netflix and say, give us another special because my next hour is ready. It's another announcement. My next hour is ready. I've been on the Glebe squad tour all over the country and it is ready um, to be recorded. So if you guys see my next few cities, you're going to see a crazy hot, sharp hour, which I think you always do when you come see me guys. Come on, let's be honest. Totally. My, if you me, haven't seen him, go see him. Um, he's coming to you, to Atlanta. Yeah. And also to St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. And uh, third one. the That's third one is... In Florida. In Florida. Is it Tampa? Correct. Yes. Nicely done, my lady. And if it's any true endorsement of the repeat value of my comedy, how many of my full hour headline sets do you think you've seen in the last five months that we've been together? I've probably seen at least 16 hours of material. Way more. You think so? I think you've probably watched 30 shows. Maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. That See, seems I'm doing a lot more I'm doing in one weekend five. You've been to like five oh, weekends. Okay, okay, okay. That's very true. Maybe 30, 30 to 50. The same jokes largely. I improvise a lot of my shows every time, but most of it, two-thirds is the same, or at least the same kinds of stuff I'm mixing in. And, and they're just as funny every time. That's very sweet. It seems implausible that it's funny 30 They times are, deep. because I feel I, like every time is just a little bit different. You say something, you know, just a little bit, you tweak it just the, the teeny bit, the slightest bit that even makes it better and more funny. And you're it's so cute. That is the every sweetest time endorsement so I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> Comes from the bottom of my heart. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you see why I love this young lady? I mean, come on, what a lovely human. I do request that she watches every show, and I told her it would hurt me very deeply if she ever missed one. So that's part of it. That's part of it. I think out of every one. Out of every show, I think I've only missed 
two performances. And I won't forgive her for that, and it's fine. You know what? One of them I was sick. The other one mm-hmm. I was also sick. <laughs> and Yeah, sick that she had to miss it. No, in fact, don't I say the opposite, baby? Please correct the record on that because people think I'm probably serious. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't that. I was like sick, and I. Was, oh, I didn't mean that part. What I meant the, the, the correct that I don't make you watch all my shows. Oh no, he doesn't make me watch all my shows, but I voluntarily all your shows or mine. All of your shows. <laughs> you said my shows. I don't make you watch your own shows. You don't have shows. I wish you did. <laughs> I apologize, it's late. And um, I, in fact, say please don't ever feel obligated to watch any of my shows and just join me on the road if you do, just to have fun and do you. But she's the sweetest human. She comes every, almost every time anyway. It's ridiculous. I do. Um, but you were, you were saying about your eye, what's amazing is I wish that soon you have shows again and I can't wait to go to them. But my, my sweet young girlfriend is a dancer. And you de- you became a dancer despite doctors telling you that you could not ever dance again because you lost vision in one of your eyes. This is very true. They it thought is. it would affect my balance and my, my center of gravity, which uh, I did not allow to happen. I noticed it, but I I found a way to work through it and dance differently, I guess. So incredible. And you're such a humble human who... Um, I think you're so humble. Sometimes you even, even though you've overcome amazing things like that, you like don't ever like impose it. Like, I guess the, the thing I'm trying to flower around is I always wanted to play you ping pong because as Brain Trust knows, I love ping pong so much. And you always were like, I don't know if I'm going to be good at ping pong because of my eye. And then first time you picked it up, you were instantly, no offense ladies, but better than practically every girl I played except the two Olympian ladies I played who are amazing. Those are the hugest compliments. Thank you so much. But I mean, really, I I had you were no pretty idea. damn good. And no offense to girls, but like I feel like, and there are some guys that are really like god awful at ping pong, god awful. And then a lot of guys I think grew up playing it though, and less girls did, which is just what explains it. But a lot of times a girl will take a ping pong paddle. And no offense, I hope it's not. We're not so in such a PC place in the world. I can't make fun of women's ping pong skills. Am I allowed to do that? That's, that's okay. That's got to be something we're allowed to still yeah. say. I'm just saying, generally speaking, if you can generalize, because we're not all gender fluid yet, okay? We're not all. Not some of yet. us still have different strengths and weaknesses. And generally speaking, I've found that the vast majority of women I've played ping pong with, it's a funny experience because <laughs> women generally seem, that I've played at least, seem to like think a, a ping pong paddle is like, I don't know, like a live snake or something. They're like, oh, what do I do with this? No, they like hold it with two fingers. Exactly. And they're just like, what do I do? Exactly. Just, it's like, how about just hit, take the bat and hit the ball with it? And you had less training growing up on it. I get it. But you picked it up and you were a pro. You were, I mean, not a pro, but like a natural. Thanks. I mean, I think I watched a lot of it. I learned a lot from observation. I've inspired you with my great ping pong mastery. It was, it was, it was you. You know. You, oh, that's so sweet, baby. That's your own words. Yeah, you inspire me so much when it comes to ping pong, and that's really sweet. I can't thank you enough for that. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, <laughs> my major point is, I'd like to play you more. But secondly, um, I want to get more ping pong going in my life in general that's again stick with the point of 
zen and enjoyment and like let's not let Donald Trump poison the planet because also he's just poisoning the psyche of the whole planet so much that like we're just being driven to like war with North Korea and with Russia and all this shit like let's just not let's just say Trump you're not going to get to dictate the entire mental vibe of the planet so watch the shows you want to watch check in with the world the important things listen to this podcast so you'll get a comedic and there's some perspective on the crazy shit happening and a comedic angle on it. And I recommend the Yahoo News app. It's, I read that every day. It's just nine, even that, not every day lately, but just nine or ten of the top stories across pop culture. Occasional one sports story enters politics. You get all the major political stories, political, and they some write them in like one or two paragraphs. And it's awesome. You can click a link for longer links. But anyway, so that's the last things I wanted to talk about is just enjoy your life. Keep up with the Kardashians if you want. You do you, boo. Oh, cool. Cool with that? A. <laughs> B. Second, speaking of leisure activities, I keep meaning to on this podcast tell you guys you have to check out, if you're ever in New York, and want to see the coolest, most unique, experimental piece of theater, interactive theater, you will ever see. I've seen this show twice now, years apart, and it was better the second time. And both were unreal, truly. Sleep No More. You have to see Sleep No More at the McKittrick Hotel. Yes. you. It is an absolute must. It is the most beautiful, interactive, just most intriguing things I've ever experienced, I think. Um I took Jack to go see it when we were in New York recently. And I just wanted her to see it because it's one of the, my favorite things I, I'd ever seen. And I was curious how it would hold up years later in a, in a second time if any of the novelty would have worn off or if any of the experience. It was so cool. I mean, anything is not as like shocking the second time or as you feel, you're like a little bit more analytical a second time, so you appreciate it a different way, but I still loved it so much. They create a truly different world you get to walk through for a few hours. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a completely, it's a world that they create and that you get to go explore for two hours, but the entire thing is one story, and you can you can tap into you know, one branch of a story and, and, and another, you can follow the actors another around. character. Yes. You can follow them and, and they do this wonderful dance number with another character. And then that character moves into a different room and has a completely other scene by themselves. And, um, it all comes together in the end. I won't give it away, but it's, it's a great interactive piece that I think is, it, it should be seen. I believe their Twitter is at sleep, no more NYC. You also get dinner reservations there before and after. It's just a very fun night. I highly recommend it. One of my other, oh, I was about to say one of my other favorite secret New York things. This one's too small and I want to keep it to myself for now. My apologies, brain trust. Um, but I'll, well, I'll whisper it to you, baby. So great. It, yeah, it's just so too good. small to share right now. Right. Maybe one day, you guys. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, wow, the wrong side of the... I'm holding the wrong side of the mic for a while, so it might have gotten quieter for a minute, but it'll still be fine. <laughs> um, apologies, you guys. This is the end of a late night. It's 2 a.m. I've wanted to get to bed earlier and try to, for one time in my life, sleep on human schedule, and we've been trying to get it done to some success and to lots of failure. But, like I said earlier, I have to 
end this with Twitter answers because I sent it out and it's only fair that I pay it off. So let me find my tweet from about a week and a half ago now. Um, while I look, baby, feel free and tell everybody something interesting because I need to read and find it. Something interesting. Yeah. And go. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a okay. mean I'm assignment. Not on the spot at <laughs> all. Shout out to Adam Devine who killed the MTV Awards, by the way. And to my boy Lil Rel for winning uh, Best Comedic Performance. So deserved. So damn funny in Get Out and in Carmichael Show as well. My favorite new sitcom. You're so right. Sorry, baby. And no, that, back on. That, I mean, that's great. Great to spin off of. Um, Adam Devine, he did a great job. And um, past podcast guest. Uh, he wasn't your podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot of you brain choice people might know that. That was one of my fave apps. Adam, uh, as you guys would know if you heard the episode, he and I have been friends for at least ten years. That's great. I gave him some of his first spots. Me and Scotty gave him some of his first like hot room spots. How cool! Uh, on Comedy Juice at the Improv. Real fun. He used to he started out as the phone guy at the improv answering the phones and working the door sometimes i believe but definitely the phones it's come a long way since then big time totally. big time yeah super cool it's so weird how old i am now <laughs> you're not that old I don't want to be this old baby you're not that old thank you for saying that you're welcome i hope i keep you young you definitely do i think you're my muse and you keep me young and as did this i did earlier this week I went to cryo chamber. Uh, no joke, you guys. It was negative 192 degrees Fahrenheit. I stood in there for three minutes. It was amazing. Uh, felt really... I always said I'm good at controlling my body temperature in the cold. And you and I had a cool experience that in a cold dip pool recently mm-hmm. in New York where we both were able to harness not being cold. And I think... You're, I think I told you this. You're the first person that I've able been able to like really transfer this this skill to. Really? Yeah. So you're just maybe you're just an excellent student or open minded so empath or both. Um, both probably. But, I don't know. But yeah, probably both. I think perhaps both. But the the only negative of the negative one ninety two. Uh, your penis does shrink for about three weeks. That's the only, and I've made that joke now on both Twitter and I believe Instagram and now on the podcast. So that's the trifecta. It's been a week and I'm still waiting. So. (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious. Um, And um, I also did a three-part video, which was a three-part rant um, of my thoughts to Trump care passing i can't repeat it now just watch that if you'd like it's on my twitter and facebook um and this lovely young lady was in the car with me when i did it was so patient as we were on date night and date night i ended up one of our date nights and i ended up ranting about healthcare. and some people criticized me online said that i like was being casually misogynistic by not letting her talk when in fact the reality was that she was just being so nice and i was on a date just like so annoyed and had to rant and it was on my channels and so i was just ranting and she was patiently letting me do so yeah i mean okay to my defense this was his own 
social media page and he wanted he had all these thoughts that he needed to get out. I wasn't going to interrupt him as he's going on his his big political rant. I just I didn't feel like it was appropriate. I just let him do his thing. Maybe please I'm talking. The point is <laughs> I'm oh. kidding. 1000% kidding. I just had to make that joke cuz it was the opposite <laughs> of what we were of what we were talking about. You're defending me for not doing exactly that. And I say baby please. <laughs> The man is speaking. Please give me a moment. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know if I didn't lose the tweet. Okay, thank God. That's right there. <laughs> there it is. Okay, Twitter answers, where are you? So, yeah. Um, but yes, I chose to stay silent. Nobody forced me to not <laughs> keep my mouth shut. I just, I let him do his thing. You know, I didn't didn't feel like I needed to chime in because he, he had all the bases covered. That's sweet, baby. Um, I appreciated you being down to, and I asked you if you wanted to be in the videos because I had my arm around you in the first one and I remember we were at dinner I said do you want me not have my arm around you for the video and you're like I don't care and so I thought cool I know you agreed with the overall point of it being absurd um, repealing Obamacare just for a political win right. to take health care away from people I know you agreed with that and so I thought it was cool that you endorsed it with your presence right um, I uh Pretty much agree with most of what you say. Really? Yeah. Politically or just in general? Um, politically, sure. Um, in general, I'd have to think about that. I don't think I agree with everything you say. Thank God. Um, I won't put it on blast though. <laughs> Thank you. <I> that. <laughs> You're very welcome. That. Um, okay. Um, we I finally found the tweet. So here are the responses. I need to also quickly tell you. I need to tell Declan where to put the theme song in. Forty-eight, twenty-five. Do you remember that, baby? Mm-hmm. Later, you know, you go with numbers. I, I will tell Declan to put at forty-eight, twenty-five-ish the theme song because it's time of checking with the beglebers and all of us, the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Nation, the Glebe Mob, the Glob, the Friends with Benefits, the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Brain Trust. It's time for. Twitter answers. <laughs> you are so good at that. You are very good at that. Thanks. Um, that's that's her impression of the the uh, Jeopardy double, uh, daily double sound. That you get this sound effect. So. <laughs> you could have also known that if you watched the damn Instagram story, Brain Trust. Why aren't you watching it? I mean, a lot of you maybe are. A lot of people watch every one, but I just I would like the audiences to merge more because you get a more immersive experience, like sleep no more. If you follow me on all the different socials on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Instagram story, you're gonna get basically everything that I'm posting. But you also have to follow Facebook. I do a lot of Facebook lives there. You don't want to miss those. So I highly recommend that you guys, you know, follow all of this, to be honest. And you can get tickets on my stand-up dates at bengleeb.com. I'll be back at the end of June, Atlanta, like we mentioned. And then shortly after that, St. Louis. And shortly after that, Tampa. And also I'll be performing in Telluride at the Blues and Brews Festival, which should be pretty cool. Steve Winwood's on it. Um, Bonnie Raitt, I believe. Other cool people. Alex Edelman, the comedian, should be oh, pretty great. fun. He's going to be cool. I'd love it if you came in that one, baby. Mm. Where is that one? 
Um, Telluride, Colorado, one of the most amazing towns. Telluride, Colorado. If you can make it work, you're always welcome. You know that. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. So, um, Kimberly wrote 2016 Facebook Live at Hugs and Kiss 3. My pal Kimberly says 2016 Facebook Live improv show with comedian Ben Glebe. Oh, I forgot to say what the question was. I'm so dumb. I'm so sorry, you guys. It is very late. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? I asked the Brain Trust. Best answers on the podcast. Hashtag Twitter answers. Kimberly an- answered 2016 Facebook Live improv show with comedian Ben Glebe. Put a girl's tennis ball hanging from her purse in his mouth. He couldn't get enough water for that. True. I did. It was a furry <laughs> ball that was attached. It looked like a tennis ball. And I was like choking up fur like a cat for minutes afterwards and the people were very upset and tried to get me to pay $1,500 to replace this woman's actual fur thing I put in my mouth I didn't realize it was fur. Right. And I instead gave her 40 bucks for her <laughs> dry cleaning. Um, somebody agreed, said that was epic. They saw it and wondered what possessed me to do that. So funny and mind-blowing. Natasha says this. Uh, what possessed me was just the fact that I was trying in the moment to think of something funny to do. And I didn't think I would get threatened and not threatened, but like they were pretty upset and a little in my face. Uh, what else we got? Jack Nunez says three confused Amish gentlemen staring down at me as I lay curled up into a ball on the restroom floor of a cross country greyhound circa 1982. <laughs> what? So I'm like, wow, that's pretty elaborate. So I followed up with Jack. I said, why were you Jack? And he replied, high on ether. Ether. Yeah, it's a pretty intense one to get high on. Is that from the eighties? Because I have zero idea what ether is. I think it's like the gases that come off of gasoline. Like it's the fumes that come off of, mm-hmm. like, off of any like kind of alcohol. It's the fumes. That sounds cancerous. This one just, just I wouldn't recommend doing it repeatedly. Is a big point. Okay, but um, once is okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm not endorsing it, but I'm, I don't hopefully. I mean, Jack's still kicking, the my only point. You shouldn't do it, but it seems like you can survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Haas, my old buddy, says, I saw you perform at the prestigious Kennedy Center. True that. That was one of my favorite uh, gigs of my lifetime. What an honor to perform at the Kennedy Center. That was so cool. Uh, Jack Nunia tweets again, the light of a full moon glowing down on Camp Chesterfield, spiritualist colony in Indiana around 1983. It was like living, it was like a living movie set. That's really cool because movie sets at night do light up pretty strong. This was, of course, one half, one year after the ether incident. Yeah. Why does everything cool hap- that cool ha- that happens to him happen in the early 80s? Early 80s was your time, Jack. Do you... How's life been since? I hope life's still good. Yeah, I hope you're good, Jack. Uh, Gordon Gillies says, uh, take your pick. Saw a girl riding a moose with a saddle and once saw a dog sled in a Tim Hortons drive-thru. Both pretty strong answers. Very uh-huh. <laughs> <enough> said there. <laughs> Jane Pullman saw a lady eating what looked to be a bowl of cereal with a spoon while driving her car. Firstly, been there, done that. Shouldn't been admit there, it. That. Mm-hmm. Not cereal. Cereal with milk in a bowl, that's very difficult because it's going to spill everywhere. But I've definitely eaten out of many a bowl. I've eaten oatmeal in the morning. Oatmeal is basically cereal. Yeah, and it's hot, too. It could burn you. True. It's true, but, it's just, but you do have to admit it's going it's less likely to fly out. That milk's right. going to go running, jumping. 
Uh, Jess at Doxy Powder says, Woman took a styrofoam coffee cup in the hospital, went to a hand sanitizer, filled her cup with foam, and started eating it at 9 a.m. Eating san- hand sanitizer foam? And I think the cup. Wait. Well, that's a good question. Was she eating the cup as well? I envision eating the cup as well. Who knows? Lee Bruns at SL Bruns 1 says, Three dwarves climbing all over my sidecar rig when I had it parked at a motorcycle shop. They did not ask, just climbed on board. Nice guys. Brothers. (laughs) I don't know what to make of any part of that tweet. Are they like triplets? Are they, you know, brothers who just all happen to be dwarves? Were they black people? What, What do you mean by brothers? Yeah. Brothers is a vague term. Yeah, it really is. Um, Dan Burley, a man with a bushy, matted beard wearing a dress and two different types of shoes. It wasn't Halloween, just a trip to media play. All right. Hmm. I couldn't find the matching shoe that day. (laughs) True. It's a simple explanation for this, my friend. Uh, What else we got here? Um, Trying to choose a couple of choice ones. Feel free and share, my baby. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on a similar note, this one, uh, Leo Boyce Vert writes, a cross-dressing male dressed in woman's clothing getting fitted for a suit at my tailor. A bit surreal. I can see that because that's like bouncing back and forth and back. Yeah. Kind of like pick one, right? Yeah, pick one at least at a time. <laughs> at least pick one gender at a time. We can be gender fluid. The MTV Awards this week were the first genderless awards. I just think as an actor, you just cut your awards in half. That's no good. Uh-huh. So that's a shame. I guess it's more prestigious that way if you want to look at it. That's true. It makes almost MTV Awards more prestigious than any of the other awards exactly. now. Exactly. Interesting move. Well played, MTV. Well played. Um, these are some amazing ones. We've got so many great answers, and we could go on forever. Um, Matt Dave says an ad for Green Coke. At Smodum MD, that's funny. I did a sponsored video for College Humor for um, Coca-Cola Life, the green Coke bottle. Um, and it was real fun. I went undercover. We threw up hidden cameras at a supermarket, and it was really fun. So you can see that. I reposted it on my Facebook as well as uh, on my Twitter. And I'll, I'll put a one-minute clip of it in my Instagram, if I can get a hold of it, I don't know if I'd be able to. But anyway, check it out. Go to collegehumor.com or something. Um, Just John says, a wasted comedian drinking liquor out of a cereal bowl in Indianapolis at a hotel party. (laughs) That's particularly great because it was me. 100% that was me. And it was on this podcast, I believe. And or on the Everybody Likes Onions podcast. Maybe a co-recording with Patrick Melton, my buddy. Um, we he was doing shows there, and he had me come post party with his podcast fans. I think I started recording on mine, and we podcasted. And you drank liquor out of a cereal bowl? Oh hell yeah, I did. Oh my god, I guess it's a large cereal bowl is kind of like a like a large, it's a large mug of a sort, like a large yeah, cup. It's exactly. all the same kind of thing. It just holds liquids. Yeah, and we just talked about doing eating cereal while driving. That seems worse. Like that's. That's eating and driving. I was just drinking out of a cereal bowl, misusing it, but not, not risking driving. anybody's life. Right. 
So I Shit, feel eating like, and driving seems almost worse than drinking and driving. Yeah, it probably is. Cause there's, there's more, there's way more arms involved. Yeah, a way lot of more knee hands, driving involved. A lot of knees yeah. involved. And I think I think we're saying it's worse than drinking and driving non-alcoholic beverages. Drinking and driving still probably the worst of the three. Oh, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm talking <laughs> like orange juice, you know, water bottles. Just stuff like that. Yeah, coffees. Totally. <laughs> um, I think that is a nice, fun, lighter time we had today. I'm sorry the podcast has been just entirely about Trump recently. Um, so I'm going to leave you just an epic rant from Charlie Sheen um, doing his thing. I'll be on the Today Show again this Tuesday. I'm on there about once a month. Nowadays, I was on twice, two back-to-back days a few weeks ago. Uh, Kathleen Hoda are the best. So I'll be on the Guys Tell All panel again this Tuesday in New York City. I'm going to go to Israel. I'm going on a 12-day trip to Israel. So um, You can tell me that. <laughs> baby, I meant um, to bring it up. The point is, I got to go and uh, find my spiritual roots. Oh, we, we need to have a talk. Okay. Uh, I totally have to end the podcast now, guys, because I forgot to mention I'm leaving the country for two weeks. Um, kidding about most of that, guys. Or am I? I'm so mad. <laughs> she knew about it you guys mm-hmm. I don't want to get letters or emails or messages or whatever um, it's going to be cool it's a leadership retreat anyway with like storytellers and journalists and screenwriters and things I've said too much the point is I hope you all have a wonderful week I will try to podcast from Israel I'll try to do one more next week before I leave for Israel for show maybe my uncle make another cameo who knows there's an episode with my Israeli uncle a couple years ago too she was driving me to the airport in Israel. Um, hope y'all good. Charlie, take it away until last week, next week. This has been. Thank you, baby, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're the cutest thing. <laughs> last week on Earth. What are we talking about? How much? I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Um, how so- do you survive that? Because I'm, because I'm me. Because I'm me, I'm different. I just have a different constitution, I have a different brain, I have a different heart, I have different, you know, I get tiger blood, man. You don't worry that you're going to die when you take that many drugs? Dying's for fools, sure. When you look back at the last time you used drugs, mm-hmm. do you, are you disgusted with yourself? Or do you no, think, how I'm, could I have done that? I'm proud of what I've created. It was radical. You're proud of that party moment? Of course, why wouldn't I be? No, I, I, why would I, you be? Because I, I, I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.